Telehealth services by healthcare provider organizations have exploded in recent months during the COVID-19 pandemic. But what are some of the top privacy and security concerns, especially considering that many of these services depend on processing, storing, and transmitting patient data in the cloud? I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor for Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Jim Angle, Manager for Vulnerability Management at Trinity Health. Jim is also key author of a recent telehealth report issued by the Cloud Security Alliance. Jim is co-chair of CSA's Health Information Management Working Group. So, Jim, for starters, what are the top cloud privacy and security challenges involved with telehealth, and how do these issues compare and contrast with data privacy and security issues involving in-person healthcare? Well, the ones in the cloud, you have the additional cloud provider involved in it as opposed to your doctor's office where it's you and the doctor and all everybody involved is healthcare providers. If you're using a cloud service for your telehealth, then you've got a third party involved in it. And anytime you're transmitting data, it's leaving your facility, then you have additional concerns with that as opposed to face-to-face visits to a doctor. The big issues are that I see are, are two both ends of the connection. One is that to make sure that the provider secures his system at his end. If it's not, then it's easily compromised or snooped on by somebody else. The bigger issue, though, is is at the user's end. How do we get the patient to understand that they need to secure their systems? Home computers are notoriously insecure. So that's an issue. And then the other part of that is if the data is going through the cloud, who has the ability to see or hear that data as it's going through that cloud provider? And and part of that is you can control the two ends by securing the two end devices, but that cloud provider, you have to depend on your BAA with him and the fact that they're going to have the policies and enforce the policies that'll prevent people from snooping at that end. So, Jim, being that telehealth services by many healthcare delivery organizations have been ramped up so quickly during COVID-19, are privacy and security concerns heightened, especially because some of these capabilities might have been rushed out with less time for proper and thorough security risk vetting and remediation of potential issues? How should organizations go back and address these potential issues? You're exactly right there. A lot of them were put up very quickly and they were not vetted properly. And what we recommend doing, we, the Cloud Security Alliance Health Information Management Working Group recommend is that you, once you've got things set up and moving, then take the time to go back and assess the whole process from end to end and do it over and do it completely. And yes, it's a pain, but it's the only way you're going to make sure that you've done due diligence in trying to protect that patient's data. So when it comes to some of the telehealth service providers, do healthcare organizations necessarily know all the players that are involved? So for instance, are there telehealth service providers and then they use additional cloud services providers, maybe in the U.S. or elsewhere? What sorts of issues are involved with that? That is an issue. One video conferencing provider actually was sending the data through China 
you have to ask those questions with any cloud implementation, but particularly with telehealth, is that you have to know where your data is going. Is it leaving the country? Is it going to, say, Europe and then back? You have to understand the end-to-end data flow. Map out the data, see where it's going and who has access to it, and then make sure that everything's in place for each stop on the way. If you have subcontractors doing it, then they have to be vetted just as well as a cloud service provider. So when it comes to authentication and access control involving telehealth services that are facilitated via the cloud, what are some of the top issues that healthcare entities need to be paying more attention to? Making sure that you have the policies in place and the procedures in place that they have to log in for each instance. Dr. A can't log in, leave it logged in, and Dr. B come along and do it. You have to have each provider using their own connection. The other thing is the way a lot of the providers do this is they will set up the appointment and they'll email a link. And that link is all the, and the patient has to do is click that link and they're connected. You have to make sure you're sending it to the right place. We have that issue with faxes. We still have faxes today. Don't ask me why. But but that's an issue we've always had with faxes, making sure it went to the right place. Same thing has to happen when you're, you're sending that link. It has to make sure it goes to the right patient. And say the link does go to the wrong patient, is there any way to authenticate that that person then opening the email and clicking on that link is not the right person? Yes, same way you would with a patient coming into the doctor's office. For example, when I go see my provider, when they call me back, when I check in, they check my name, show an ID, and and get my birth date. Same thing happens when they call me to the back. What's your name? What's your date of birth? You know, and now provider doesn't do that because he knows me. But when you ask those questions, it's the same type of thing when you ask a patient on telehealth. Ask the questions that only the patient would know so that you're ensuring you're getting the correct person. And that's that's literally the only way you can authenticate it at, at the other end is to ask questions to make sure you have the right person. Being that there are also providers that are working from home, perhaps in some cases, and maybe in some cases providing some of these telehealth services from locations that they don't normally work in, what sorts of issues has that brought to the forefront when it comes to privacy and security in terms of identifying not only who a provider is that's on the other end, but ensuring that that provider is actually authorized to use these systems. Again, the provider should have to authenticate to the system with a username, password, and hopefully, if you're if they're remote, using two-factor authentication. So that ensures they're at the right thing. The other issue is making sure that the provider understands that he has to be in a location that is private. He can't be sitting in the family room with the kids around talking to patients. But we do that same thing, educating providers in in healthcare facilities that they can't walk around the halls talking about patients. They have to make sure they're in private. And those are, are the things that it's just a matter of educating the provider on the proper way to do it. 
So, Jim, healthcare delivery organizations are often faced with the prospect of supporting technologies that don't create a great deal of friction and pushback from clinicians. Now, with the surge of telehealth, healthcare providers also want something that's easy and convenient for patients as well. What sorts of new challenges do you see emerging with telehealth, especially as it becomes a more permanent offering by healthcare providers and not just something? that's being used during the pandemic to relieve some of the pressure in caring for patients. And it will become more prevalent in, in the future as providers get fewer and fewer compared to the population. We're going to use more and more telehealth. And let me give you an example. In, in the past, when telemedicine was very, very new, it was just essentially video conferencing. And you could do different things with it. You could hook up equipment to the video conference. You could go... Providers, service providers, didn't care about authentication. They didn't care about security. The only thing that pushed that into the realm was the HDOs requiring it, making sure that the systems are configured correctly, making sure that they have authentication. Yes, the provider wants it to be convenient, and it really is if they have to log in, and once they're logged in, all they're doing is the patient at the other end is clicking a link. That's about as as convenient as we can make it and still have some measure of security on it. So it becomes more of a process of making sure everybody involved is educated on it. And I'm a big advocate of we need to provide education to our patients as well as our providers. Uh, I know some patients, uh, they, you know, I've I've heard before, I know all that security stuff, but reinforce it with them and, and give them some kind of information on how to secure their end and make sure that they're not exposing their own data. So, Jim, we've been talking a lot about telehealth, but in the bigger picture, what sorts of emerging cloud security and privacy challenges do you see facing the healthcare sector in general that needs more attention? There's a lot going on in the cloud right now. When you start talking about not just telemedicine and telehealth, but uh, big data in the cloud. That's going to be a a significant issue in the future, making sure we secure all that data that we're starting to put up there. As you see the merge between big data and telehealth, it's going to be even more imperative that we we know where that data is, we know how to secure it. What you're going to see is in the future, or at least I believe you will, is you're going to have your EHR in the cloud. You're going to have your telehealth set up so that you can literally use it connected to your EHR and all that data going straight to the patient record in the cloud. And then, of course, that data can be used with other data to do predictive analytics and and some of the things that we're starting to see emerge more and more with this pandemic for controlling and, and identifying and controlling the population and the spread. So data integrity and data security, privacy and security are going to be a big issue in the cloud. And finally, Jim, I know you oversee vulnerability management at Trinity Health. In the bigger picture, what do you see in terms of trends involving vulnerabilities and other evolving security challenges as they pertain to medical devices, remote patient monitoring systems, and those kinds of systems? How well do you think device makers and health IT vendors are in general in terms of addressing cybersecurity these days? They're slowly getting better. 
the problem with, with medical devices, if you create a device, particularly a patient monitoring device, you're trying to scale everything so it works with low power, it works with a scaled back operating system, and it's difficult to do that and identify and maintain the functionality of the device and make sure that the vulnerabilities are mitigated as they're discovered. When you run into it and, and you see it in medical devices now, if you scan them for vulnerabilities, some of them will simply crash because they're, they're so scaled back on the operating system and on the program that's running it that they can't handle an error of something scanning it. It sees it as an error and crashes. So you're going to have to get better at that, but there's still a ways off on it. And I understand their problems trying to keep it at a, especially, like I said, with, with patient monitoring devices, they have to be scaled back because they're low power. They run on batteries, so you can't have an operating system that's sucking all the juice out of it. But they're getting better and, they, and they'll continue to get better. Thanks, Jim. I've been speaking to Jim Angle. I'm Mary Ann Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.